The Cambridge Animal Alphabet Series celebrates Cambridge's connections with animals through literature, art, science, and society. Here, U is for unicorn. Despite being notoriously difficult to catch, they feature on myolica plates in 15th century heraldry and in early recipes for antivenom. The Fitzwilliam Museum has a fabulous collection of ceramics. Among its many treasures is a 16th century plate decorated with a scene that features a magnificent prancing animal. At first glance, it might be a horse with a wavy mane and swishing tail. But then you notice the long, twisted horn protruding from its forehead. Looking more closely, you see that its feet are most unlike horses' hooves, cloven into digits almost like human feet. No one knows exactly what a unicorn looks like, but the artist who decorated this precious myolica plate imagined a creature on a grand scale. The youthful rider who sits astride a richly embroidered cloth is dwarfed by the impressive size of his prancing steed. Myolica is tin-glazed earthenware produced in Italy. The plate was originally part of a series, made in Italy in the early 16th century, depicting Caesar's triumphal entry into Rome after the end of the Second Punic War. The scene is taken from a set of woodcuts, and the letter H, painted onto the foreground, marks its place in the narrative. The series may have been produced by a workshop not far from Florence. The bold design is proof that unicorns have not always been the shy and gentle creatures that medieval bestiaries and 20th century children's literature would have us believe. In fact, they were a ferocious addition to the ranks of mythical beasts in classical texts. Pliny the Elder described the unicorn as a very fierce animal called the monoceros, which has the head of the stag, the feet of the elephant, and the tail of the boar, while the rest of the body is like that of the horse. It makes a deep, lowing noise and has a single black horn, which projects from the middle of its forehead. From these chimerical beginnings, the unicorn took a variety of directions in terms of both appearance and symbolism. It became an emblem for Christ in the Middle Ages and was often used in heraldry from the 15th century onwards. The lion and the unicorn are the symbols of the United Kingdom, with the lion representing England and the unicorn, Scotland. The Fitzwilliam Museum collection abounds with unicorns. Some of the most beguiling appear in Book of Hours and Bestiaries. Independent researcher Robert Lloyd Perry investigated just a few of them in the course of researching an exploration of signs and symbols in art for the Fitzwilliams website. A Flemish book of hours dating from 1526 shows the Annunciation. Mary sits in a walled garden, symbolic of her virginity, where a white unicorn rests its horn in her lap. God the Father peeps out of a burning bush behind her, and, beyond the garden, Gabriel blows a hunting horn. A 15th-century illuminated manuscript, a French translation of the 13th-century encyclopedia, depicts a unicorn in the Garden of Eden before the fall of man. God the Father holds the right hands of Adam and Eve with angels and animals looking on. A stream emerges from the ground at God's feet. The unicorn's horn points towards its clear waters, a reference perhaps to its legendary abilities to purify water. A magical creature is likely to have magical powers. Unicorn horn is associated with purity. 
Natalie Lawrence, a PhD candidate in the Department of History and Philosophy of Science at Cambridge, is researching early encounters with exotic creatures, including the opportunities they presented for traders and apothecaries. Lawrence's work offers fresh insights into how protective and curative powers were attributed to natural substances at a time when there was widespread fear of poisoning. The 17th century recipe for one antivenom, banister's powder, called for unicorn horn, east bezoars, and stag's heart bones. Members of the nobility purchased tableware and cups with unicorn horn bases to avoid being poisoned. And the throne chair of Denmark made in the 1660s is even made of unicorn horn. Powdered medicinal unicorn horn was usually walrus ivory, rhinoceros horn, or narwhal tusk, sometimes called sea unicorn. The problem of distinguishing true horn from inferior imitations was commented on by the 17th century French doctor Pierre Martin Le Martinier, who described the difficulty of knowing what creature the right unicorn, there being several animals the Greeks call monoceros and the Latinus unicornis, from a variety of terrestrial quadrupeds and serpents to the sea elephant. Materials such as walrus ivory, when identified as such, could possess similar qualities to unicorn's horn. One apothecary, a Mr. Alexander Woodson of Bristol, a skillful physician, had one of these beast's teeth, which he had made trial of by ministering medicine to his patients, and had found it as sovereign against poison as any unicorn's horn. The implicit links between unicorns and these other beasts did not diminish horn's perceived medicinal powers. The implicit links between unicorns and these other beasts did not diminish Horn's perceived medical powers. The implicit links between unicorns and these other beasts did not diminish Horn's perceived medical powers. The 17th century Danish scholar Ole Varm debunked the existence of the terrestrial unicorn in a public lecture using the skull of a narwhal, but he still attested to the Horn's medical potency. Varm described experiments where poisoned animals had been revived by administration of powdered sea unicorn horn. By the early 18th century, unicorn horns were much less prized in collections, losing some of their status as rarities, as high-volume importation into Europe flooded the market. But the appeal of the unicorn itself, especially incarnations such as the fleet of foot and mercurial creature of C.S. Lewis's Narnia books, has never waned. Perhaps this is because, most famously, unicorns have always been extremely hard to catch. Next in the Cambridge Animal Alphabet, V is for an animal that is responsible for thousands of deaths every year, but is also helping scientists to develop treatments for diseases such as hemophilia, deep vein thrombosis, heart attack, and stroke. <laughs>